This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the latest edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz. Uh There's been a lot to digest from this last week, which is... Probably why there hasn't been a podcast yet, but probably why there should have been one before now. So this one might be a little longer, and for a Friday, probably talks about last week a little more than normal and maybe should, but there is good reason for it. Um, Preston Stone got his first career collegiate start, really got his first true look at what he could be as a collegiate quarterback I know you know he had the the fourth quarter and a little bit of the third quarter against Cincinnati but that's you know he was coming in in comeback mode and that's a little different than than coming out and starting the game and man I love the play call on the first play just dial up something big um he hits Rasheed and Rasheed drags a few guys for a 70 five-yard touchdown and they're off and running um a lot of nice work on that second scoring drive you know then reality kind of sets in and there were some lulls in there but overall um just a lot of good and then of course the the one thing that people were excited about seeing and and what he brings a little different to the table the option to to keep it on that read option you know he goes for 14 yards Comes back right the next play on the keeper, uh, lands awkwardly, breaks his collarbone, out for the game, out for the season. Um, it was something that was, I don't know if joked about is the right word on the message board, but certainly brought up, you know, what happens if, if Preston goes down and, and Kevin Jennings comes in and lights the world on fire? Uh, is, is there a new, you know, quarterback controversy there? Uh, there is no controversy, but man... Kevin looked really good. You know, they kind of eased him into things, you know, handing the ball off a ton to finish off that eight-plus-minute drive at the end of the first half. Um, but, you know, I think, yes, the record is what it is. There have been some brutal losses. Um, this team's been close but hasn't gotten the job done. I think a lot of the talk of what happened in that locker room at halftime kind of tells you a little bit about what this team is players unprovoked or provoked by teammates and not coaches going up to Jennings telling him they've got his back telling him to just relax and do what he does Um, the coach is getting with him finding what he's comfortable with calling those plays then the kid goes out and he's the one that that checks the the deep ball to Austin Upshaw on the sideline that they get a nice gain on you know, I mean, I think that says a lot when you you think you know something about these kids when they come from high school to college. A lot made about his leadership and uh, how important that was to South Oak Cliff winning the, the state title last year. Um, obviously, the talent is there. 
Um, but until you really see it, you know, he, he practices well. He, you know, has a grasp of the playbook. Well, he, he went out and, and proved it, and I think that that's going to be big moving forward. Um, I don't think there's a controversy. You know, obviously Tanner's back uh, cleared protocol this week. He's going to be the guy. Um, but nice to see uh, Kevin really make the moment not too big and uh, and give, the, give his team and this team a chance to win a rare game at Tulsa. Um, also, you know, the big, big story is Tyler Levine, just a guy who comes to work every day, does everything that's asked of him lately. That has not been running the ball and he's a running back. Um, but when it was asked of him, you know, career high 19 or 17 carries, uh, career high, three touchdowns, uh, didn't quite hit the career high in yards. He was at 72 or 73, um, but just in a game like that where they needed to run the ball and really needed to pound the ball, you know, that was just great for him to to come in and, and do that. You know, Coach talked about this week at practice. On Tuesday, I think he uh, – Epton might have also been. But, you know, I mean, the usual suspects were all in red, no contact jerseys outside of him. Um, that being said, I, I believe Velton was back in – uh, the normal blue practice jersey by the end of the week. Um, Kamar is expected to be good to go. Uh, I believe TJ is also expected to be good to go. So they'll at least start the game with the full complement of backs. But for a guy like Levine that's just been a part of this program that does special teams, that does, uh, you know, comes into pass block, you know, Coach note, noted the big. Uh, pass block he had on the third down uh, reception by Dylan Goffney that he made a nice diving catch on. You know, it's all those little things. And then uh, to be rewarded by, you know, giving him the ball and him just barreling over guys and, and getting yards was was good to see. Defense, I, I know that's still a, a sore subject for a lot of SMU fans and the point totals and the yard totals being up there, but man, you, you've got to believe that this group has gotten better as the season's gone on. They've also played some good teams with really good offenses. Um, and you know, they've bent, but didn't break, you know, then broke a few times. You know, I think these last few weeks, you know, the Navy game for what? 50, plus minutes of the 60 minute game really did a nice job of course you'd love to see you know them not get those two late touchdowns um, but certainly didn't have an impact on the game at that point you know Cincinnati they hold them out of the end zone for the last two plus quarters hold them to a ton of field goal tries you know keep giving the offense a chance yes they didn't get a big third down stop that would have gotten the ball back um but, you know, they're kind of right there. And then again, you know, this last week, again, Tulsa got some late scores that made the game closer than it should have been and probably was. But, you know, the defense with Elijah Chapman recovering the the Nick Roberts forced fumble, um, you know, that touchdown really put the game away. And then the last two drives, you know, Tulsa has it first in goal inside, obviously inside the 10. Um, first in goal 
they go backwards. They have to attempt a field goal um, that's a low-line drive that misses, um, which also could have been affected because a extra point was blocked earlier in the game. Um, and then the last drive, uh, you know, they go four and out. SMU takes the field, and a couple knees later, and the game's over. And it's the first SMU win at Tulsa since 2009. Um, it, it's those sorts of things that I think you you really have to look at. Look, it's the first year in this system. It's still a lot of the same players that struggled, especially on the back end last year. Um, and these coaches, I mean, you know, Scott Simons has had success everywhere he's been as a DC, you know, from the the D2 level going to a couple of national semifinal games in the playoffs, um, you know, winning an American title with Memphis, um, what he did at Liberty the last few years. Ricky Hunley Jr. has been with him on on a lot of that journey. You know, Calvin Thibodeau is a, is a defensive line coach, uh, you know, up and down that defensive coaching room. Uh, Craig Nivar, the the safeties coach. I mean, you've got guys that have been there and done it. I think just you got to be a little bit patient, um, letting them get their system installed, letting them get their players uh, recruited and and on the team, and and that will come. Um, but I think you've got to feel better about this defense right now than you did this time a year ago. Um, and I think they still are taking steps forward going into this week, which, of course, is another big one with Houston coming to town. Um, you know, this kind of with the Tulsa game of last year, kind of a heartbreaker. Um, you know, SMU looked to to have things in control, give up the long kick return for a touchdown and and end up losing it. This year's game will certainly be interesting. Obviously, uh, Houston quarterback Clayton Toon went over the 10,000-yard mark for his career um, last week. It seems like Houston has found its footing a little bit. Um, they were pretty Jekyll and Hyde to start the season, um, but really, you know, have have gotten things back on track. They came back to beat Memphis by a point late in that game then uh have wins against navy and usf in the last couple weeks um coming off that overtime loss against tulane um you know i i still don't know if they're quite the team a lot of people expected or thought they would be coming into the season but they just have so many good pieces that you can't say they're not a dangerous team um and if they're on a little bit of a roll like they are right now seem to be playing some good football um that makes them dangerous um anytime you've got a veteran quarterback uh he's taking care of the ball 21 touchdowns four interceptions over 2200 yards um you know they've got a an all-america receiver in nathaniel dell what 60 catches which if you want to talk about reception disparity um he has 60 catches their next leading receiver has 24 uh, but he goes 60 for 739 and 10 touchdowns 
He's averaging almost 100 yards a game. Um, But I think what will really kind of set the tone is the Houston defense, and especially their defensive line. Uh, The Cougars are ninth in the country in tackles for loss with 62 on the year. That's just under eight per game. Um, That's kind of a little of what SMU saw against Cincinnati, who still leads the country uh, in that statistic at nine per game. Um, So, and I I thought SMU did did all right um, against them um, in that regard but that still puts a a pretty big emphasis on the SMU offensive line to block and protect and uh, open holes to run through and everything else there Um, it'll be interesting to see what lineup goes out there obviously a lot was made of Jalen Thomas making the start at center this last week for a banged up Branson Hickman Um, he's now started in four of the five offensive line spots this year I don't know if he goes back to one of the guard spots. My guess and gut feeling, and it's where I thought he'd be last week um, before Branson was out, I think he is probably right now their best option um, at that tackle spot. Um, I just think he gives a little better stability uh, and ability there uh, at right tackle. You know, I mean, I I think with Joe and Justin at the two guard spots, they're solid. Um, Marcus uh, at that left tackle spot has been good. I think a weakness maybe has been that right tackle spot, so I think getting – Jalen there and going, you know, Bryant, Bissinger, Hickman, Osborne, Thomas across the board uh, with Owen Condon kind of being a a fit piece there might be their best five right now uh, to go out there and protect Tanner and and block for those guys. Uh, But we'll see. You know, it's going to be a a test. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think this might be the best biggest game just because of what Houston has kind of been. Um, I think it's somebody that SMU has really matched up well against over the last few years. Um, Obviously, there was that win against Houston when they were ranked uh, in the, I believe, Chad Morris days. you know, then there's obviously, you know, the heartbreakers of of games like last season. Um, it, it's just, it seems like it's always a good game when these two meet. In fact, I, I kind of hate the last 10 uh, moniker for this game because Houston has a 6-4 and four advantage. But that's with, um, you know, 2020 being canceled. And I think SMU had, would have had the uh, the advantage there a couple years ago, so that might might even things up a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously Houston dominated the series uh, in the mid to late two thousands. SMU's kind of gotten their feet back under them a little bit in this one. Um, 
obviously that 2012-72-42 win stands out as as the big one. And then, of course, that 2016 win uh, when Houston was ranked 11th, uh, that SMU won 38-16 to at home uh, as part of that uh, season that kind of springboarded some things uh, the next year. But, um, you know, it, it will depend on which version of SMU shows up. It'll depend on which version of Houston shows up. I'm interested to see what Tanner Mordecai looks like. Um, he's kind of been banged up since that TCU game. Uh, he probably hasn't played up to his standard uh, this season for most of it. And we'll see what that week off maybe does for him, both mentally and physically, to just not be able to do anything, not be able to practice, not be able to throw Um to kind of rest him up to see what he takes from being on the sideline uh, for that game. Cause obviously he was on the sideline as a backup for his years at Oklahoma, but since he's been a starter, he really hasn't. Um, and so to be able to kind of look at things from the sideline, maybe gain a new perspective uh, is big and, and could be, you know, what kind of takes him to a, a strong finish in these last four games of the season uh we will take a quick break and when we come back i will go through my three keys to the game we'll talk a little quick recruiting from my visit to frisco last night and then finish it up with a prediction this is the pony stampede podcast we will be right back okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome back to the Pony Stampede Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and we are all in for Houston week. And here's what has to be done. Um, I think the first key, just like Stokes was a key last week against Tulane, uh, Tulsa, excuse me, uh, Dell is is obviously the key against Houston. Um, He's a difference maker. He's a game changer. And the SMU defense cannot allow him uh, to kind of take over the game and be a one-man wrecking crew. He can make his catches, he can get his yards, but it, he can't just dominate uh, the passing game and the game as a whole. You know, obviously he and Toon have a good have good chemistry together, um, and have had some big games. But that's something that SMU is really going to have to keep in check. Uh, they just can't let him 
make big play after big play after big play and hope to win. Uh, number two is run the ball. Uh, I think, obviously, Houston is a much different defense than Tulsa was. Tulsa struggle, has struggled against the run. Um, but you just saw how much maybe easier things were for the offense when there was a little more balance, when there was actually the threat of some some good runs happening. Um, you know, whoever it is, you know, hopefully it's Kamar being healthy and being able to pop some long ones. Hopefully they keep uh, feeding Levine and, and kind of keep that pound game going a little bit where he can get three, four, five yards of carry and, and kind of bruise up some guys all, on the way. You know, obviously would like to see TJ and Velton be involved. Um, but I think running the ball has been something that while the coaching staff, you know, has, has talked about them running the ball effectively enough. I really think last week we saw what an effective running game looks like and then does for the offense. And I think that's just got to continue. Um, They've got to show that they can run the ball. Uh, they've got to show that the D-line can't just uh, tee off on, on Tanner and just uh, be all about pass rush because the, the run isn't effective to worry about it. Um, and then three, you know, I, I kind of had a couple different options and thoughts for this one. But at the end of the day, it's going to be finish. Um, that's something that, you know, like I mentioned earlier with the defense, they've given up some late points that haven't really hurt them. Um, but this is a game where it could. And obviously, you know, last year was a special teams play, but, um, you know, it's it's not going to be over until – there's a, a bunch of zeros on the clock. So the offense has to keep scoring, you know, uh, get a big lead, can't kind of relax or rest. Um, I know some of that that was done last week was a little bit with Jennings in the game, but um, you can't just be happy with, with the points on the board. you got to always keep going for more. And the defense just can't let up. Um, there There can't be those big plays that, happen um whether it's trying to hold a lead or trying to hold them while the team comes back um you know the the late third quarter and fourth quarter is going to be huge I think in this game I don't see either team running away with it um and so there's there's just gonna have to be a sense of urgency to finish this game get points on the board stop them from scoring finish strong you know, whether it's taking a lead into the fourth quarter, holding on to it, or uh, coming back from a fourth quarter deficit, um, you know, the final 15 and even the final, you know, five to 10 could be could be huge and could be the difference in this game. Um, quick recruiting talk. Um, was up in Frisco last night as Wakeland took on Frisco High. Um, unfortunately, uh Frisco High's Brandon Maizano was not in the game. Uh, he's got a little bit of an injury that is being taken care of, so he'll be ready to go when he gets to SMU's campus in January. 
Uh, so didn't get to see him line up against uh, Wakeland tight end Trip Reardon. Um, but, you know, it was still good to go out there, watch Trip play. Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't come off the field. Uh, they use a tight end set every single down. He run blocks. He's a, he's a big target in their pass game. Um, you know, he had their first touchdown of the night last night. Um, he's a safety valve on third downs. Uh, they didn't complete a few cause their quarterback was under pressure at times, but, uh, you can definitely see some, some things from him. Um, it was good to talk to him, you know, obviously still strongly committed. So that'll be at the Houston game. Um, he's enjoyed getting to watch, uh, RJ step up as a true freshman tight end and, uh, you know, hopes he gets that chance next year with, uh, with some work and, and gaining the coach's trust. Uh, you know, Brandon talked about being ready to go in January. Uh, he's got some big goals. He's said he wants to be a four-year starter at SMU, and that means uh, starting as a freshman, and so he's going to hit the ground running in January, um, set the tone in the weight room, and then go through spring ball and then the, the summer workouts and then fall camp and and try to be one of those guys. Uh, I think it's an interesting note, both of them, uh, their position coaches are the coordinators uh, with Simons uh, coaching the linebackers on defense and Woods, the tight ends on offense. Um, but, you know, a, a couple of guys that have been have been big for their, their high school teams the last few years and big part of their successes, um, you know, trip, uh, coming on late last season, I want to say had the game-winning score in their uh, upset win against Highland Park in the playoffs last year. Um, has been a leader for them this year. Obviously, Brandon, uh, you know, he's played quarterback, running back, linebacker, whatever for uh, for Frisco the last couple years. Um, you know, was the district MVP last year. Uh, I think a little bit of a disappointing season this year and obviously a, a disappointing end not being able to be on the field last night. But, you know, those are – I think Brandon was the, the second uh, commit after Jackson for this class. Um, Tripp uh, committed end of June. Um, but a couple solid guys and was was fun at least to see uh, Tripp play uh, in person and, and was nice to – to see Brandon, you know, coaching though he was like a another assistant coach on the sideline, and then of course talking to both after, uh, and of course uh, both of those conversations uh, are in stories that are on PonyStampede.com right now. As for this game, um, I believe when I did my predictions for the full season, I believe this was a Houston win. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know if I've seen enough from SMU to flip that. I don't know if I've seen, I, you know, I think if this game happens a couple weeks ago and Houston is still having its issues and is still kind of trying to figure out who and what it is, um, I think it would be easy to pick SMU. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's an SMU win. Um, I do. I think this team is just on the right trajectory. I think last week's win at Tulsa can be a very 
very big thing for this group moving forward. You know, take away the the history of of winning at Tulsa. Um, you know, there are a handful of guys that know about that. Handful of guys that have have lost there uh, previously. Um, you know, I th- think Tyler Levine talked about that post game of of the last game up there being a you know blowing a, a lead and that one kind of stinging a little bit. But just how they did it, you know, to to lose to go into the game without your starting quarterback, to lose your backup quarterback, to have a true freshman quarterback play, you know, an entire half plus was big. I think um, seeing some of those things defensively, the turnovers, the touchdown, the sacks, the blocked extra point, uh, the two really big stands uh, on the final two drives, um, I think are things to build on. I think the way the team rallied when Kevin went in the game is something to build on. Um, so I lied earlier. I think I, I, I think I have seen enough, uh, from SMU to flip this. I still, uh, you know, my confidence score in that would probably be pretty low. I still think it's going to be a close game. Um, I still think Houston is a very, very dangerous team. Um, both offensively and defensively. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I just think that this might be uh, a time where SMU is maybe in the best place it's been uh, as a team this season coming into this one. Um, I don't know. Night game at home, in-state rival, alternate jerseys aside, uh yeah, let's say SMU wins this one, uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to be easy, and it may not be pretty, uh, but we'll just see what happens on Saturday. Uh, again, lots of stuff coming off the Tulsa game and coming into the Houston game, all posted on PonyStampede.com. Uh, stories on both Trip Reardon and Brandon Mizano on PonyStampede.com. We will have live updates from the game, uh, join the conversation there. Uh, we'll also have a quick react post game where we can, uh, dissect some things afterwards. Um, all that is VIP. So make sure you are subscribed to 24 seven sports and pony stampede.com. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the pony stampede podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!